welcome to the Sharjah Talks Business Podcast brought to you by the University of Sharjah. My name is Dima Jamali. I'm the Dean of the College of Business at the University of Sharjah. And today I have the pleasure to have a very special guest with us in the studio, Dr. Adil Zarouni, a dear friend, but also an Emirati leader and entrepreneur who has left his mark in the fields of healthcare, education, economic zone development, family businesses, and uh, we're very pleased today to be discussing with him a hot futuristic topic revolving around re-engineering education towards 2030 delivery. I couldn't think of a better person to have with me today to discuss this topic specifically, given that Dr. Hadel has recently launched an amazing project called Citizen School. And in this podcast today, we will dive deep into this Citizen School project and how we are indeed re-engineering education through citizens. So welcome on board, Dr. Adil, and it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Dima. I appreciate receiving me here at this podcast and the university. Um, Citizens is a passion project that I started thinking of around 10 years ago. And at the time, I was still highly involved in the education sector, uh, in the healthcare sector. And uh, I contemplated an education offering or an education experience that I wanted to be a bit more uh, relevant to the realities of the future. Um, a World Economic Forum study suggests that 40% of nursery level students of today will have to be self-employed by the time they graduate. The 60% that would somehow find a job, 60% of them will fall into jobs that hasn't been created yet. So there's a substantial shift in market expectation and skill set needs vis-a-vis the last 200 years since the Industrial Revolution. So with that problem in mind, I wanted to evolve an education experience that attends to this problem. What does that mean? If 40% of my students will have to end up being entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial teams, then they need to learn skill sets uh, that matters to entrepreneurship, inclusive of the ability to research, conceptualize ideas, validate ideas, team up, communicate, sell, market, understand numbers, understand fundraising, and understand how to sell businesses. An additional element uh, or a concern that I had was the ability to evolve a better quality of life. Uh, It has always haunted me How are we as a species, or how can we as a species be able to gauge our quality of life, enhance it for ourselves and for others? So my target is to create a generation that is able to team up, identify issues or opportunities, find solutions, develop products or services, and be able to have an economic 
income for themselves, their families, and society. Also, a generation that is able to gauge their quality of life, measure it, and enhance it for themselves. That's the objective. It took me years of research, contemplation to identify the model that I'd like to evolve as a, an education experience. Many years of working out a curriculum and evolving a, a school with the right facilities. And alhamdulillah, today we are operational in Dubai, just opposite to City Walk. So the school itself is a nursery FS to 12, a British curriculum slash IB school, currently having FS to grade six open, and inshallah within uh, the next semester we'll have the nursery, and then next September we'll have the whole school open. So um, I'm very excited about uh, evolving an education experience that I hope delivers on this problem that we are ought to fall in quite soon as a, as a community and as a species. So tell us a little bit more about what is different about the curriculum of this citizen school. How are you preparing the next generation of entrepreneurs who are able to gauge their quality of life? And why is the power of choice a primary motto at your school? So uh, if I'm able to evolve skill sets that are relatively wide, that covers many aspects uh, of the entrepreneurial and well-being journey, then I hope that could provide substantial power for students to be able to choose a future of their liking. A way to do that is we are evolving many academies and many programs at the school covering many aspects of entrepreneurship, new tech, sustainability, sports and arts. We also have a, evolved a unique program whereby we are hopefully evolving or shifting teachers to become mentors. You see, currently access to information is quite convenient. You have a lot of information sitting quite updated on the internet easily and freely available. Teachers as a medium of delivering knowledge or transferring knowledge is ought to change. Unlike before, teachers had access to knowledge that the mass didn't have access to. They had access to books, they had access to other knowledgeable individuals. And with that, they accumulated knowledge above what the mass has or what the students has. And they were the source of knowledge, at least in the education system uh, in the last few hundred years. Today, that knowledge is freely available and it is abundantly available and quite updated on the internet. So, I believe the role of teachers needs to evolve to become mentors. Basically, how to use knowledge rather than get or deliver knowledge. And with that, 
comes abilities to educate students on how to identify issues and gaps, opportunities, how to communicate these issues with others, building up teams, identifying resources and skills that are necessary to evolve solutions, products and services, and then be able to deliver these to society and with that enhance overall society well-being. So going back to the theme of this podcast and talking about re-engineering education for 2030, could you tell us a little bit more what is meant by that? Does it mean that we start to look at the market needs and how the market is changing and then we reshape our educational system accordingly and to what extent this has been implemented in citizen school. We talked about a different curriculum, a very interesting curriculum focusing on entrepreneurship, art, culture, sustainability, teachers as facilitators and mentors rather than as bearers of knowledge. What else uh, is involved? And is this really a process of re-engineering education? Just a little bit more insight into this would be great. So I don't... uh... I don't claim, nor do I even contemplate changing the education system. I am really just highly focused on a problem that is ought to happen, which is that jobs will get highly reduced vis-a-vis the population. There are many aspects that will lead to that. A, high level of automation and artificial intelligence which will cause a lot of jobs to not be needed anymore. And uh, the slowness of the human population growth. Uh, Today, we have, it has been tagged as the day where we've arrived to 8 billion in population. Uh, It is expected that we arrive to 9 billion in around 15 years, but it's also expected that we stagnate as a species at around 9.3 billion. And then the fall of population growth will be tremendous from then. That will cause a lot of fundamental structural changes in in economy. And that will lead to the current economic system to have to change dramatically. So we are, for example, as humans, uh, the current economic structure is designed whereby you work to a certain period of time, then you are, then you retire. And the next generation, which is ideally bigger than, bigger in quantity than your generation, works and pay your pension for you. But what, and, and, and you would notice probably also that say stock markets are, they always say it keeps growing, but then growth is linked to the growth of economic, the economy size and economy size growth is highly linked to size of population. Now, imagine all of these changes. What will that do to the work, uh, to the jobs market? What will that do to the needed skills? Skills that will need to cater for a decaying population and aging population, a population that is shrinking in economy. So how would you prepare a generation to that kind of reality? We'll need a specific or a specialized approach towards education. And, uh, and this is what I'm trying to evolve 
with this with citizens school an approach whereby you are able to cater for whatever future there is and be able to equip students with the necessary skills to handle it regardless of how it goes uh, and and do i believe that the overall education system will go into that direction i do think so and i think there are a lot of efforts going around across the board government private one seeing that that is a, a potential problem that will fall in they are all trying to find a solution and from my perspective a solution that i'm evolving is the solution highlighted basically evolve a generation that can team up to create solutions and opportunities and make an income out of them and be able to have a good life quality of life through an education system that is based on mentorship and an exposure to uh, to to a lot of concepts and technologies futuristic technologies we we get them to live and build their future this is basically what we hope to achieve beautiful i really love it and uh, as somebody who's immersed in higher education i couldn't agree more that it's time for us to stop to rethink and really re-engineer our approaches to education at least because as you say the skills that are required is a completely different skill set it's a completely different profile we need more like lifelong learners resilient Uh, graduates with the right attitude and skill set. And very importantly, as you aptly mentioned, many of the jobs of the future have not even been created. So how can we prepare our students for jobs that don't even exist today? We need to prepare them with the right attitude and mindset and skill set. I think, and this is at the heart of Citizen School, and this is why I'm really very proud of this project. Which brings me to my next question around uh, sustainability. You know, I'm very passionate about sustainability. I know you're somebody who really appreciates sustainability. But what did you choose to make it at the heart of the curriculum in citizen school, focusing on creating uh, sustainable leaders? You know, citizen sustainable leadership is a pillar in citizen school. Could you tell us a little bit more on this? Well, the sustainability is, as a concept, uh, I mean, the way some define it, uh, being sustainable is being able to utilize the resources available to oneself without depriving future generations from being to access the same level of resources. So being able to grow a lifestyle, a quality of life, without hampering the the possibility of future generations from being able to access the same lifestyle or quality of life, if not better. That is the definition that I uh, adopt to myself and to the businesses that I run. Now, such a concept is, in my opinion, a duty beside being noble. And infusing it earlier on in the mindset of individuals helps 
them be more productive as members of, of the community. So they see their act uh, with a lens that hopes not to deprive future generations from the same access that they have into resources. And with that, we try to help them with tools and skills for them to be able to, to assure that or guarantee that. An example is we have a sustainable farming uh, set up at the school and it's part of the curriculum. With that, we are trying to teach students, kids, how to farm earlier on in their life and how to do it in a sustainable way. There are many other aspects of sustainability that we are trying to evolve in their understanding. An example is waste management. An example is utilizing uh, utilization of energy. Uh, also care for other species, animals, so on and so forth. So uh, that kind of thinking about utilizing resources and not depriving future generations from similar access is, is paramount at the school and, and in our thesis. Beautiful. And my next question is relating to uh, mental health and well-being. So you're not only looking to strengthen the kids' physical ability, but there is a huge focus in citizen school on mental health, on well-being. Why did you make this also another priority area within your you know, vision? So I think uh, what goes along, what needs to go along, and equally important to being able to produce economic, uh, to have an economic contribution, basically making money, is to be able to gauge one's quality of life. And if that becomes a target of an education experience, then understanding humans holistically and their well-being becomes an integral part of the experience. And it is to me. I think what the education system has missed on is well-being. So, so I understand that it has focused a lot on skilling people for the work or the job market. But are we skilled to take care of our own uh, body and mind as humans? Have we put in enough energy and thought on how can we do that in the best possible way? Because a healthier individual is a more productive individual. So it doesn't go, it's not a waste of time or energy. It's actually quite the opposite. I think we need to start from our being able to enhance our own well-being. And with that, we become more productive members of society. And with the right skill sets, we can flourish and, and be able to, to contribute uh, in, in many folds, in my, in my opinion. So thinking from that perspective, as well as noting that we are very different from each other. We are not wired to each other. So each and every brain is very different from, from the other brain. The education system has always, for understandable reasons, they needed to skill up people very fast and get them into the workforce quite fast because of the huge population growth that we went through in the last 200 years. We jumped from a billion to 8 billion, only in 200 years. 
that's due to vaccination predominantly and better healthcare system. Now, we needed a lot of the same. You know, a lot of doctors, engineers, uh, bankers. Now that is changing. It's changing with the work, uh, with jobs also changing. So us realizing that we are different minds, different individuals with different approaches to, to the thinking process, also drives me towards wanting to customize education experience to fit the individual. This is why we are a non-selective school. There is no admission tests in my school. We'll deal with what we get and try to understand the individual through an excellent center that we are we have evolved. We continue to evolve. That is an excellent and well-being center at the school that will hopefully also down the line help other schools uh, and the mass and community in, at large with with their ability to obtain a better well-being status. This is really amazing and I salute you for this project because you know you're really uh, one step ahead in terms of what you're trying to do, the differentiators, the curriculum focusing on innovation, on well-being, on imagination, on fun, on technology and integrating leveraging technology because this is, we are in the digital era. And I would really appreciate it if you could tell us just a few words about how much technology is embedded and how much you're trying to make this accessible as part of the learning experience in Citizens School. So uh, we, we were launched as the first school to accept crypto uh, for tuition. And many asked me, why are we doing this? And is it a marketing gimmick at the time? And I said, my objective is to get people to ask the question. More so about actual, you know, paying through crypto, although some did actually pay through, through crypto. I am to equally educate the parents, not only the students, because these concepts are relatively new to the parents. Cryptocurrencies, blockchain environment, the metaverse, NFTs, a lot of these futuristic concepts are new to the parents, but reality is that a good number of these concepts will become the reality of this generation. It will become their world, the world that they will build and live in. So uh, understanding and comprehending that fact, these are key pillars in the offering of, of citizens. So we are growing a blockchain academy with a, a very famous blockchain environment. I will I'll mention them once uh, the partnership is, is solidified. Uh, we are launching the school very soon, within days actually, onto the metaverse. We are growing a, a currency, hopefully, a cryptocurrency that is a closed cryptocurrency within the environment of the school, just to get kids to experiment with cryptocurrencies. We have, as I mentioned, a sustainable farming academy at the school. and hopefully an eSports academy also at the school, utilizing eSports to transfer knowledge basically, and, and, and also to characterize and infuse skill sets into students. So we are, we are trying to flirt with many of these futuristic concepts, definitely expose them to the students and the parents so that they are familiar and involved with these technologies and, and, and that should help them be more ready for, for, for a future that 
that has has these technologies uh, in, in its core? Well, I mean, this was really very fruitful, very insightful, and uh, I'm a big advocate of citizen school because it is a real example of re-engineering education towards 2030 delivery. And thank you for providing much more insight into this. Uh, I think that uh, if I had school-aged children, definitely this would be my choice because it really captures, you know, it's very futuristic and very visionary. I wish you the best of luck with this thank amazing you. project. Uh, for sure, we would like to hear more. And um, I want to thank our listeners for uh, tuning in for this rich episode that certainly had very meaningful takeaways. And it's really time that we think differently about education. And I think today uh, this episode provided rich insights in this regard. Uh, I want you to subscribe to our next podcast and to stay tuned because we will have more guest speakers and we will be discussing the latest trends shaping the world of business and academia and entrepreneurship. See you soon and thank you.